You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Morning Breath, or drive time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. It's Thursday, uh, January 27th, and uh, wow, that month is almost gone already in the year 2022 of our Lord. It's, uh, it's an amazing thing how time flies anymore. Glad you've taken time out of your busy day because time is valuable to get into the Word, however you're doing that. And my co-host today, Pastor David Gammon, is going to tell you some of those ways that you can do it. We live in a really different world than we used to live in. Um, I understand that they're making cars today without radios. Wow. Um, without, uh, without a radio in them. And uh, more like a, a, a computer screen. Mm-hmm. And that computer screen, if you go through enough levels, you can find AM, FM on it. But very difficult to do. Much easier to find, like Sirius or you know whatever that satellite radio. I guess it's called XM satellite Sirius radio can be found. But we live in a really different world than we li- live in now. When we started this 21 years ago, doing this morning breath thing, um, I know that a lot of you may listen to this in another time. Yep. And Pastor Dave is going to tell you how to do all that. Well, we want you guys to jump in, however you're getting this. But yeah, man, you can be listening to the podcast right now. I mean, however it might be. But we want you to jump in. A great way to do it is get the app. Get the East Coast app. Um, download to your phone. You can learn everything about East Coast there. Find out what we're about. Find out the groups that we have. We just launched groups, so that's pretty exciting. Um, and you can find out the events we have going on at the church if you're local. Um, if not, we'd, we'd love to see you and meet you. But you can also call the church, 321-452-1060. We'll get you hooked up with mail or, or email, get you out an itinerary of what we're doing. But follow us on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube as well. We're always doing stuff out there. Uh, Morning Breath is on YouTube. Go check it out. Instagram and Facebook have good content, uplifting content, and keep you in the know content coming out. So, man, we want you guys to jump in. Yeah, absolutely. One thing we do want to just make you aware of is we are on day 18 of this 21-day devotion. Uh, we We have written devotions for each of those 21 days. And so this is one of the chapters that someone wrote a devotion for that, you know, their, their original devotions and written by someone uh, in our church or mm-hmm. close to our church, associated with our church. And so we're on day 18. So if you want to jump on board and do it that way, it's a great thing to do. You could start today in 18, go to 21, which mm-hmm. is going to happen really quick, and then go back to one if you want, do it any way you want. The content is biblical, so it's going to be good forever. And uh, yep. I was wondering the other day, Pastor David, if what if we took all the devotions we've written since 19—I think we started doing our first one in 1995 or 6. Wow. We started writing a devotion. If we took all that content and put it together for the 21 days and the 21 days, we might have a 365-day devotion already Yeah, you would. out there. And if we just put them together, got some glue and scotch tape. And, that's a really good idea, And actually. scotch taped it together, we'd have a 365-day devotion. That's a really good idea. I've thought about it lots of times, just never done anything with it. So now I've 
said it, and you're you're responsible for it. What were you doing? What were you doing in 1995? I was, I was 1996. I was driving back and forth because I had friends that lived in Port St. John. I lived in Titusville. I just got my driver's license. I was a sophomore in high school. Wow. And yeah, to think of that's what. What is the wisdom I've learned from when I had full a full set of hair? I had beautiful locks of brown glory back then. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a hair cul-de-sac now for all the people at home. If you're at the podcast, I have a full afro. All right. Wow. With man, that'd be incredible. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask uh, ask ask the team if we could put that together. That'd be kind of cool to see. Just uh, and if it had value, it did. If it didn't have value, it's all right. It just was something I wondered about. Anyway, let's get into this chapter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in Malachi, chapter three, and there are eighteen verses, but they're mm. kind of long verses. They are. It isn't like just a short eighteen verses. It's almost. It's over. It's it's a page of scripture, mm-hmm. and so I'm gonna break it. Let's see where we're we gonna break it. I'll just break it at nine. I'll read through nine. Uh, you start at ten. Perfect. And we'll go from there. Perfect. Then I say to you, read, sir. Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come into his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like a launder's soap. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. Then the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasant to the Lord, as in the days of old, as in Mm. former years. And I will come near you for judgment. I will be a swift witness against sorcerers, against adulterers, against perjurers, against those who exploit wage earners and widows and orphans, and against those who turn away an alien, because they do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts. For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Yet from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, in what way shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you've robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation." Mm. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven, and pour out so much blessing that there will not be and there will not be room enough to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops, and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it's ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed, and for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. You have spoken arrogantly against me, says the Lord. Yet you ask, what have we said against you? You have said, it is futile to serve God. What do we gain by carrying out this requirements and going back like mourners before the Lord Almighty? But now we call the arrogant blessed. Certainly evildoers prosper, and even where they put God to the test, they get away with it. Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other. And the Lord listened and heard. A scroll of remembrance was written in his presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honored his name. On that day when I act, says the Lord, they will be my treasured possession. I will spare them just as father has 
has compassion on and spares his son who serves him. And you will again see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not. Uh, Amen. Mine said serve him. So I was waiting yeah. for you to say him before I said well, they it. Were, they were, that's why I kind of had a hard transition too because they, yeah. were, they were decently off on this yeah, one. Yeah, so you New Living? Uh, NIV. NIV, okay, yeah. Because yeah. it was closer, I thought, to my translation than New Living would have been. Okay. So I was. I wrote down in my, like I have a piece of paper sitting there next to me. I wrote translation, question mark. Right. Because I didn't know which one you were reading from and I, I couldn't tell from, from, from hearing it. You know, there's, there's so much... Uh, good in this chapter that's hard to see because of maybe the harsh stuff that's going on there's uh there's some pretty harsh words Mm -hmm. you know going on and people one of the things we'll just take the overall picture that i think is important here is god is trying to talk to these folks his children israel at this point and they're deceived Mm. He's saying, uh, return to me. And they're going like, um, in what way should we return? Because they're like, they don't know right. which way they've gone astray. And that's scary to me uh, to think that's where we could end up. And, mm. and we see it when Jesus comes and walks the earth and, you know, the, the religious system rejects him and, you know, not all. I mean, we see in Acts, many priests come to the Lord, you know, later on. Uh, we see uh, people, you know, uh, th- who come to see him in the middle of the night, you know, from the mm-hmm. priesthood. Who was uh, the Nicodemus. Priest. Nicodemus comes and, you know, and he even stands up for him when they're arguing about him at, at his mm-hmm. trial. And uh, they, you know, one of you, one of his. And, you know, that goes on. So we see this deception uh, keeps going and growing and Malachi being the last book of the Old Testament and maybe 400 years of silence, it really does describe this deception that's there. Now, please don't misunderstand me here. I'm not picking on the Jewish nation or the Jewish mm. religion or any of that. What mm. I'm looking at this, I'm applying this to me yeah, same here. and saying, oh, God, help. I don't want to be so deceived to think I'm. it's all good. What do you mean? I'm not doing nothing wrong. I thank God right now. Mm-hmm. I know something I did wrong yesterday. I clearly know it was wrong. I clearly did it. Now, please, nobody freak out. It wasn't like, you know, right. women, crazy. money, or, right. or pride thing. It wasn't all, you know, the big things that get pastors and all that. It was a, it was a simple thing that I did, but it was wrong. And I know that if you're married and have a relationship, you probably did something wrong yesterday too. Um, yeah, just the way it works in life. Yep. I thank God I know what was wrong. Come on. I thank God that I have an understanding between good and evil. Mm-hmm. And I think right now, just I pray and ask in Jesus' name that that would continue to be a part of my life and grow and if there's an area of blindness in my life right now god open my eyes to it i Mm. don't want to be saying things about you that are wrong i mean that's what he's saying here your words have been harsh against me says the lord 
yet you say, what have we spoken against you? I mean, you know, how did I do that wrong? And I mean, if you talk as much as I do, right? Um, I talk a lot because of, you know, my life's calling where I'm coming from. You end up making some mistakes. You're saying some things wrong, misunderstanding scripture, uh, misunderstanding people, and then giving them the wrong advice from scripture. Uh, I've done all that more, you know, uh, but but please, God, don't ever leave me in the place where I don't know that I've moved away from you. Come on. And, and at least, at the very least, let me know when I'm making those kinds of moves mm. and save, save me from it, God. Dude, amen. Amen. I know. And that's why, too, it's like uh, <laughs> I was reading this. I was like, man, this kind of feels like the book of James. I was like, uh, I was like, he's talking about man. There's gonna be this refinement, or the refiner's fire, or our launderer's soap. I mean, there's gonna be a cleansing and refining process that that you know, uh, James talks about. Count it joy in all trials. What's jumping out now too at me is when when we do have to address these trials or this sanctification process, so we can be holy as He is holy. That we have to cling to Romans seven when Paul says, "When I do what I ought not to do." what he doesn't want to do. This is writer of 14 books of the New Testament. He says, I still do stuff I don't want to do, but not I, but not I, but the sin that lives in me. And Paul's strongest case is like so confusing at the front point because we read our Bibles way too fast. He says, hey, if a woman's married, right? And then the husband dies, she can't be considered an adulterer if she marries again because the covenant she was in before with the other husband was dead. And that's why the scriptures that say that I have been crucified with Christ. You see, you are dead to the old covenant, all right? And you are now alive in Christ Jesus. So we can walk in the grace. We can be empowered by the Holy Spirit. So when this refinement comes, that we can face it and know that we are already operating in grace from a loving Father. And whatever needs to get out was never good for us to begin with. You know, I, I would not in any way dis... Uh, Okay, what I'm what I'm trying to say is seasons mm -hmm. of the way God moves, or the thing that that it appears He's focusing on in the, in the church or or people's lives. That stuff happens. You know, there was a time when healing would have never been discussed. It just wasn't a a subject really thought about or talked. Well, let's just go back further than that. Let's go to a, we're justified by faith. Mm -hmm. There was a time. Not that long ago, and we celebrated Martin Luther King, you know, Jr. Day, not that long ago. But the original Martin Luther, he was the one who brought that truth out of James. Mm -hmm. You picked on a great book, so we'll just go mm -hmm. yeah, to that. A great book. Out of James, justified by faith, and <clears throat> presented that to a church that was having people be justified by works. And so was that a move or a season of God? Absolutely. I mean, you know, bang on, man. That was God bringing faith and getting saved and started something that we know now as the evangelical movement and blah, blah, blah. We could go on and on with that. Wild stuff. Yes, there are seasons. But I actually think that this refining fire stuff and this, you know, uh, uh, I will come near you for judgment. I'll be a swift witness. 
I'll do this, that, and all that's going on. I actually think we could actually be in that all the time. Yeah. Not just a season. I mean, the reality is when you when you move towards God, there's life. That doesn't mean there's not trial or stress or struggle or, you know— uh, People die for the name of Christ, so you know I'm not. We're not. I'm not minimizing any of that in any way, shape, or form. When I move towards God, when we move towards God, there is a, a safety and a blessing, and and you know, could this be? It says, "I will come near to you for judgment. I'll be a swift witness." And then he has all these things that he says here, but then it doesn't say that anything happens to him. Mm. Could it be that he's talking about our judgment that fell on Jesus on Calvary? Because I've been, and I'm ashamed of this, but I've been a sorcerer in the biblical definition of the word. I've, I've been a perjurer, lied, and I've exploited. I, I, I don't think I've ever ripped off a widow or an orphan, thank God. But even when I was a, a rotten sinner, I, I probably would have if you gave me the opportunity. I did steal a purse once and ran <laughs> off with it. And who knows? That might have been a widow. Yep. And, and none of that's funny. And we're laughing about it in, in the sense of it's uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> that's the uncomfortable laugh, not the like, that's ha-ha funny laugh. And Jesus came and did what you just talked about a moment ago, mm-hmm. brought grace. Yeah. And... I am pretty much all of this stuff. Rob God, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm in. Uh, you know, said harsh words against him. Right. <laughs> what What good is it to serve God? You know, uh, I'm all those things, but yet by His grace, I'm saved. And then the chapter makes this turn at verse 16 that almost feels like, wait a minute, we were going over here, and this is like really harsh and tough. And then it goes, then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another mm-hmm. and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and meditate on them. They shall be mine, says the Lord. And he goes through this very beautiful, intimate thing. Uh, mine says on that day, I will make them my jewels. I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Then you shall again discern. And you look at this and go, is this the thousand-year millennial reign of Christ? I'm not mm-hmm. sure, but is this simply what happens when a man or a woman or a child meets their Savior? Mm. And now we're talking about it from that point of view. I, I don't know. What do you think? That's a that's a. I don't know, is that ris- <clears throat> risque or is that? I think it's when when did you I just say savior. something wrong about God again? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so at all. But it is definitely like. When we hold to the judgment of what what's going to happen with God, we have to understand the character of the person we're going before. That that is so critical because so for instance, I love what Pastor Ann pointed out that if you actually take the context of what he's saying here, you're going to be pretty nervous when you go before him. You're going to be terrified. <laughs> Matter of fact, you know, um, <clears throat> let me put it to how you're actually going to feel because I bet. I've had Christians that are, uh, God bless them, but knuckleheads, and I've had um, atheists say this to me. They're like, well, when I get before God, I'm going to let him know, and I'm going to say, you know, and he better know that I, and I'm like, uh. Actually, um, Isaiah 
uh, went before him and God did nothing. He was just himself. God made no action upon this judgment in this moment. And literally, Isaiah threw himself to the ground and said, I have come undone. <laughs> you are not going to be having a, a debate of your life with the Almighty. His very presence. His very presence destroys every bit of darkness, all right? And pride, which is where all that <laughs> yeah. stuff would come from. I mean, Peter, Peter in his moment with Jesus. I'll never deny you! But, well, well, at one point... Might happen in the next five minutes, Peter. Yeah, yeah but at one point, he's by the boat, and he goes, I- I'm, I'm, I'm unclean. Yeah, like, just yeah. a moment with me. He's like, I'm, so we think we're going to have this epic debate, but we have to understand whose feet we're at. Yeah. Like it's the same Jesus that went to the cross for you. Yeah. He understands he Good. was a man. So he he knows the temptations you felt. He knows the depression you went through. He knows the anxiety you have. He knows the struggles and the doubts and the fears because he felt them too. So we can't let go of that. And he chose that. He mm. chose that experience so he could be and have the experience with you. You know what's really cool? You brought up that story mm. of uh, what happens when a, a couple of stories of what happens when a man or a woman stands before God. And God doesn't even need to say anything, and they melt basically. You know, right. you know, they lose their bowels and their ability to stand, and they're a heap of nothing on the ground. What's interesting in the New Testament is when well, that happened with Peter. It was they caught all these fish, mm-hmm. and Peter saw this really clear miracle. Mm-hmm. This is this is a miracle because number one. These fish don't school in the daytime. They go out in deep water where we can't get them. That's why we fish for them at night, and they go along the shore. And This doesn't make any sense. And right. He realizes this is real, and this is the Messiah. And so here's what what's he do. He falls at Jesus' feet and says, depart from me. I'm an unclean man. Mm-hmm. So here's what happens. When you really meet God, three things are going to happen. One— you're going to know who he is. Mm-hmm. Number two, you're going to know who you are. Come on. Ouch. But see, Jesus doesn't leave Peter there. He's, he actually renames him. Come on. And tells him who he's going to be. And so, you know, if you're talking about the throne and you're arguing with God up there, well, that's a bunch of baloney because right. that isn't going to happen. But if you're talking about here... Yes, you can see God as almighty, and yes, you can see yourself as sinful, broken, and needy, and that does not feel good when that moment occurs. There is a godly sorrow that leads to repentance. Come on. But Jesus didn't leave Peter there, and he won't leave you there either. Come on. Despair and hopelessness, I know we've all felt it as believers, but there's really no place for it when we really see instead of focusing on what's wrong or broken or hurt or Mm -hmm. how hard life is or whatever when you really focus on the truth there's hope come on there's a future there's jeremiah 29 11 all over the place hey we're going to take a break we'll be back in just a minute you are listening to the morning breath podcast from east coast christian center We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. 
We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, Pastor David's got a cool thought to kind of wrap up we may may i may add a little bit to it but let's see come on talking about the heart of god talking about the heart of jesus then those who feared the lord talked with each other mm. and the lord listened and heard <laughs> and scroll remembers was written in the presence concerning those who feared the lord and honored his name i want to encourage you today as your story with jesus uh, continues on that you talk about jesus because 
you might not notice how God is actually strengthening you, how God is strengthening you through your story as you allow yourself to be sanctified by him. Because when you're talking with a friend, they might be able to say to you, you know, as you're talking about God, like, man, I just noticed God is doing something incredible in your life. And you mm. might not have seen it. And you know what? That's giving God glory. That's a form of worship. Absolutely. I want to encourage you today, get into a small group, get into something where you can talk about God, right? Because I love the look that God is listening and he is just ecstatic. So ecstatic. He says, I'm going to write this down. I'm going to write about you. I'm mm. going to, God's going to write about you. Is it crazy? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, thought? that's crazy. That's like, a crazy thought to think God is taking time out of his eternity <laughs> to write about David Gammon or Dan Stahlbaum or Nickel, Nick, whatchamacallit, over there uh, in Clemson. I'm just messing with him. But uh, beautiful picture. I, I've always thought, like, how intimate and cool this is that God actually has a book that he's writing in of remembrance. I wish I would have started a book of remembrance Come on. 40 years ago when I became a Christian. Because I've forgotten two-thirds of the great stuff God's done for me. Wow. Uh, we're closing with that. God bless you guys. Love you Have guys. Have a great day. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breast Podcast.